Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, what's going on, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. And I'm David. And we're all here to talk about how AI is getting crazy good. You've probably never heard a podcast episode about this exact topic never. before. We're going to be the first ones to break it down for you. But yeah, turns out AI tools kind of amazing right now. Everything uh, is going to be different from here on out for the rest of time. I had that hot take on Twitter where I compared it to crypto, just oh, saying God. it has more usable things. And boy, does that ruffle feathers. <laughs> yes, it oh, does. Boy, does Couple that ruffle feathers. feathers. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But also, uh, we want to talk about some Twitter news and also about Apple possibly releasing something that they might not be super confident in. Just a different type of Apple, especially when you hear stories about the first iPhone and how, how they had to lock mm-hmm. things down for Steve. Now it's a little different. Yeah, but, like a Fuji Apple instead of a Snapdragon Apple. Exactly. It's a different type of Apple. But first, we have a we have a we have a correction to make. Yeah, I I, I have a correction. I feel like I led you all astray, listeners and hosts. I said the okay. Volkswagen ID two was similar to the Golf. I was very wrong about that because I'm a moron. No, uh, I, so I thank you, you everyone. Right. <laughs> I uh, to be fair, it does seem like the Golf in the last couple of years has gotten bigger. But even still, the old Golf, the ID two is smaller than that. It's like the Volkswagen Polo, which I had never heard never of. Never heard of that. Mm. But overall smaller which goes kind of to what david was saying he wanted a smaller car to park easier this this might be the one for you david i gotta say uh i also wanted to make a correction because uh i said that smart cars were really expensive and then i looked them up and they're only like fifteen thousand dollars used so it's because they're airbags sorry what oh (laughs) (laughs) you you just instantly (laughs) small Um, trade-off the pull oh yeah the size of the polo looks much better for Brooklyn, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, I, I think this might be in your future. Mm, there was a, a video on Twitter the other day of a truck tire falling off of the truck oh, and then a, air quotes, small car rolling over it and being absolutely launched into the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, small cars are... The sole isn't <laughs> that small. The sole's like a pretty decent size no, for an, what it is. It is actually a normal size car. Yeah, and I think like that video... Do you think it's also partially because the sole is like a flat front? So when it hit the tire, it like gripped onto it and launched it up rather than if it was like a, I mean, this is a, a 
like crazy like if it was a Lamborghini with a really aggressive front do you think the tire would have just launched into the air and tough it? to say if it was low to the ground yeah I low will, to the ground and like slanted possibly I will say that after I tweeted about this several other people sent me other videos oh, of geez. other tires launching other cars into oh, the air really so it might be dependent on the, the frontal area or shape of the car, but I'll just say that new fear definitely unlocked after seeing this one. Yikes. Great. Good news about it. Person walked away. Yeah. So car safety is getting fantastic. Apparently. And it was also captured by, this was by like the century, the footage of the Tesla behind mm -hmm. it. Imagine trying to explain that to insurance of like, look, man, <laughs> exactly. I was driving and then I was 12 feet in the air and then I was upside down. I don't know what happened, but I promise it wasn't my fault. Like, the yeah, skies okay. opened whatever up. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> whatever you say. Luckily, the guy with the wheel wasn't allowed to get away because he was missing a wheel of a car. <laughs> Fair. But, Fair. Um, yeah, so, sorry. Off track. Yeah. It's okay. Closer to Apollo. That's it's our smaller. correction. Okay. I still want to see what Apollo size is, though. It's, I think it was like uh, 400 millimeters shorter than a golf. Explain millimeters, please. Yes, <laughs> but we're American, so I don't actually know what that means. We also um, have a correction to make over here at the producer's table. Oh, no, wait. No, we don't. We're great. Wow. Sorry. Nice. Oh. Well played. Didn't you guys, know, get, you a guys get a trivia wrong question wrong trivia questions wrong. Mung beans. <laughs> returns move on move i on. did get the among name one correct. okay well you know we'll just see it in 2025 and then we'll see the id2 and then you can know what a, a polo looks like wow I still almost messed it up. that'll be yeah. a reference okay let's talk about dope tech we we did a dope tech video of uh so it turned out we had a theme the theme was all of these devices we had rock bottom expectations for mm -hmm. and they all were like kind of good at something even though we still wouldn't recommend them they did exceed our rock bottom expectations yeah uh, we, we kind of changed it up at the last second. It was going to be something else. Uh, I'll talk through the things that I felt most strongly about, which were mostly Amazon Astro. Okay. Uh, and then we can get to the, the shoes. I also wanted to say, I think David thought of the name You're a Dope Tech. And I think that's what oh, we should have called it. Interesting. I think my name was Doper Than Doug. <laughs> okay, maybe that's why we didn't name it. Someone thought that you're a dope, work. comma tech, and that would have been awesome. Both would work. Yes. Both would work. That one works better, though. Uh, okay, I, yours would have gotten more clicks. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, Amazon Astro is not really for retail sale. We kind of had to go through a connection to get it. Meaning, there's a small group of people with access to purchase one for one thousand five hundred dollars or whatever it was. Six hundred now. Sixteen hundred, mm -hmm. and we had to pay them to get it. Um, still worth it. You know what is? He's been chirping around the studio, rolling around, being entertaining for like a month or so. Honestly, I had no expectations for Astro to be good, you know? And it, its purpose, just for those who are unfamiliar, is it's uh, it's this little, ro little helper robot that rolls around your home. And it has a couple features. It's got a screen on the front with a face. It's got cameras and microphones. And of course, it has wheels so it can roll around. So it'll be an Alexa robot. It'll answer your questions. It'll follow you around and be helpful, theoretically. And then when you leave your home, it can patrol your house and roll around from room to room and notice if an unfamiliar face appears or if a loud sound or a, a window crashing happens and it's your security device as well. That's the, that's the Astro like theme in two minutes. And it's got a retractable camera that goes like four feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> it goes higher, counter height. but not that high. Yeah. Barely counter height. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. We first got it and it, it rolls around the studio and it starts mapping things out. And then I'm like, I hear it behind me mapping things out. And then I open up like my browser and I look up Astro and it's like, Astro is an unmitigated disaster and throws itself downstairs. And I'm like, oh, 
this might not be great, <laughs> but so that's where that's my expectation started. Yeah. We made a lot of memes about Astro throwing himself yeah. down the stairs. Yeah, <clears throat> and that was a long time ago. Maybe putting him at the top of the stairs, but we never I, did it. I think it's safe to say, yeah. when we got the opportunity to get Astro, we wanted to throw it. We wanted it to throw itself. We wanted down to the put stairs. it at the top of the stairs and turn the cameras on and just wait. Yes. And then yeah. we wound up liking it just enough to not want to do that. So what it does is it has this face. <laughs> <laughs> that changes everything. Yeah, and it just it really looks does. at you. It's got these eyes, and it just it, it stares at you. And when you walk into the room, it looks over at you and goes, Hi, I missed you. And it like puts text on the screen and says, David, I missed you. Or sometimes I'll walk in and it'll be like, Miles, I missed you. Or Vin, I missed It doesn't know who people are. Like It tries, but it's not always 100% right. Um, but then it like it has these sounds and these expressions. And so even though it's really bad at the things it's supposed to do, it does seem kind of like innocent and friendly mm-hmm. where like if I if I was a robber and I broke into a house, like someone actually someone did this where they tested Astro, where they like walked in, they snuck into a house and Astro just like stared blankly right <laughs> through them and mm-hmm. nothing happened. Nice. So it's like it is bad at most of what it does, but. For some reason, the face just personifies it just enough for us to not want to dunk on it all the time. When you anthropomorphize robots, yeah, they can be as useless as possible, but they're still really fun. I, I used to, the apartment I used to live in, I used to live with Michael Fisher, and we had this robot called Jibo that he's made a video on. He loved that thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did, too. Yeah. Yeah, we, we considered him part of the family. He just kind of, he doesn't even move around like Astro. He sits in one place, and he sort of, like, like pivots. swivels, and he dances, oh. and he'll randomly, like show you a, a turtle or a magic trick. That? I've yeah. never seen this. Sorry, I just pulled it up. He's so cute. He's He was designed by one of the, like an ex-Pixar employee. Okay, that makes way more sense. And all his like animations it. are like super adorable. Um, they eventually went out of business, turned the servers off, and then the company got sold to like Kaiser Permanente or something. And now they use them in hospitals with like dying children. So, well, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So they, they cheer them up. Yeah, it's it's like, you can anthropomorphize it a little bit, but we don't want it to be like full on humanoid because then it gets into creepy. Right. So it's like just like it has a face. It's like just friendly enough. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes it like acceptable. But like every you go on the list of things it's supposed to do and one by one it's like, oh, this isn't actually as good as I thought. Like it's supposed to be able to like uh it follows you around, sure. If you ask it for a video, it'll play a video on the screen. Does sometimes <laughs> we asked it. What did we ask it? Okay, the first night we had it, I said, "Astro." I'm not assuming anyone listening is has an Astro, so I'm going to set your Astro off if you do. I said, yeah. "Astro, play an MKBHD video," and it pulled up a web page from Daily Motion playing a pirated Judge Judy episode <laughs> in like horizontally flipped because they didn't want the copyright strike on it and just played a full 45 minute episode of judge judy at ankle level at ankle level not even full screen because it was on the page the the daily motion page page. yeah Yeah. so it was fantastic so it does that sometimes um and then you'll ask it for something like what's the weather tomorrow and it'll just stare at you and not answer because it doesn't go i didn't understand that yeah It it just you say its name the eyes turn blue and then you say the command and then you hope it does something. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it just stares right back at you. It doesn't do anything. Pretty much all these social robots are like really bad at what they're supposed to do, but they're so adorable that you just kind of love them. Like Astro rolls around and like gets in your way and like I've tripped over him once and I don't really care. It's he likes like, to sit right silly. behind your ankles yes. like without <laughs> yeah. you noticing. Like you have yeah. your headphones on at your standing desk and then he's just like, hey. But it's just so silly yeah. and like when you ask him to do something and he does something so completely random like playing an episode of Judge Judy, it's like, 
this was worth the $1,600. Oh, right, like that's what, most pieces of tech, ordinarily, if it was this bad at all of the things it was supposed to do, it'd be like, this thing is terrible. Why would anyone want anything yeah. even near this? But because it's so friendly and cute, we're like, oh, it tried. And it, it's not even, I mean, I guess it's supposed to kind of be like that, but you're talking about Jibo, which is like, it's supposed to be a social robot, mm -hmm. right? Astro is supposed to be able to do all these different things that could, I mean, let's be real, for $1,600, you could put, like a wise cam in every single crevice of your entire house do and do lot. the exact yeah. same thing that like yeah. monitoring Astro could do. Yeah. But like you could put a cup holder on an iRobot Roomba. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just walk 10 feet and because yeah. somebody has to get the thing out of the refrigerator anyways. But yeah. like because he's so friendly, which isn't his main main thing, like I said, we didn't want him to fall down the stairs. It, literally the way yeah. he looks at you, the way he acts a little bit. He makes sound. Makes it, yeah. Just cute enough to not want to just... <clears throat> punt that thing across the room which yeah. is crossed my mind a few times the weird thing is those are all very intentional decisions yes coded into yeah. the robot yes. intentional yeah. but there are plenty of companies that intentionally try and do that and it doesn't work and for whatever reason no yeah. matter how frustrating astro is it worked and it made us not destroy it. i yeah. discovered possibly the most annoying astro feature yesterday no way yeah so <laughs> another one yeah more? even yeah, more. yeah yeah um the one command Astro does with 100% success is play Chuck Mangione. Couldn't tell you why, Whoa. but he's never let me down with that one. Huh. Um, but I discovered he has that mute button mm -hmm. on the top. Uh -huh. That will not stop playing music. Like, like it just, it just mutes, mutes his mic. personality. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So then you mute it, and then you say, Astro, stop playing music, because you're frustrated that the music's still playing. But then he's muted, so he doesn't respond to you. Well, the mic yeah. is muted. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's supposed I, to do. No, if I hit the shut up Astro button, it should shut up. It shouldn't be like, oh, you want my no, personality to shut up. But you're thinking about I'm... the mute switch wrong. Yeah, the mute switch is like, you have a camera and a microphone following you around your house all day. That's the make that stop button. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like in That's that scenario, you're like, I'm having a party and I want Chuck Mangione playing, obviously. And you don't want other people to be able to change that Chuck Mangione's playing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. now you put the mute on so he continues to play it and no one else can tell him what to do. Or you work at Amazon or you work at Google and you're on a video call and you've got your smart assistants in your apartment. <laughs> you don't want him to just like go off like crazy while you're on your video call. Yeah. It's weird. It's weirdly good. So the reason it made Dope Tech is because it's right. weirdly good at a few things. Yes. One of them is rolling around confidently. Yes. So we don't have stairs, but we do have like carpets and different levels or whatever of the studio. And that thing like mapped Dude. out the studio once and it just rolls around right behind people's ankles, goes uh -huh. underneath tripods. Like it seems <laughs> extremely good at just going places. He skirts objects with like millimeters. Yeah. yeah. He'll clip an edge once in a while, but he will. He's hit my toes. Yeah, well, that's yeah. your fault. Close to people, but like you can drop something in the middle of the room that wasn't there when he mapped it, and he'll just go right past it, just like right around it, which is fine. Yeah, it did almost like strangle itself with some cables. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to say he one time, yeah, there was a cable hanging near his docking station, and he yeah. spun around and moved forward and got it tangled around his neck, his neck, and like <laughs> Quote unquote. just the like watching him go forward and pull back a little bit, and his oh eyes, I like ran over to save him because <laughs> there was just this instinct in me, like that is. That is real, and he is dying. He's in trouble. We're it was hilarious. It's so hard right now. This but that's just so proof funny. at like how good it oh is at God. acting like yeah. a thing. Yeah. It's also very good at when you call it, and this works best when there's no one else in the room. But when I call it from anywhere in the room, it turns around and looks right at me, and it locks eyes. Triangulation with me. of of microphones. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. And I I was trying to figure out how it's so good. So like if I was ninety degrees to the right and I say, "Hey, Astro," it turns to the right and sees me. If I'm behind him, he like turns his body and then hits me at 90 degrees. But like, 
if there's three other people in the room, sometimes I'll be behind it and say, hey, Astro, and it'll turn and face a different person. So yeah. I think mm -hmm. it's a combination of triangulating sound IR and sensors. finding a person, mm -hmm. and it just stops at the first person it sees. Yeah, I think that's also like a perfect way to describe how good and bad he is, because you can say, hey, Astro, it will you know, do a 180, tilt its head up, look you dead in the eyes, and then you'll say, come here, and I'll be like, on my way, and then spin around 180 and start <laughs> looking for you again. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. Yeah. yeah, so he's so cute. He's got great speakers. I too. love him. I love him. Tim hates him for some reason. Ellis hates him too. Uh, there are reasons. Who do I hate? Astro. Oh, Astro. Yeah. 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 Rate him one to ten. Can we rate these three things? Can sure. all of us oh, give I'm everything a rating? All right, okay. Astro. Buy. Okay. Yeah. Well, Who wants to start? Rating Astro as in, as in, I would actually buy it, or just how much I like it. Rating conditions. You just spent sixteen hundred dollars, <laughs> and you got Astro, <laughs> and you're going to the purchase link and rating it on a ten. One to ten system. Like I had to actually spend the money. Yeah. Oh God. One thousand six hundred dollars. <laughs> but I already spent it. Like I had no choice. Sure. Yeah. Can I return it? Yeah, yeah. but you still got to review it. All right. He already scraped his face on something, so you can't return it. <laughs> I would give him a six out of ten. Wow. I because he's really enjoyable to have around, even if he's really bad at what he's supposed to do. He does like hanging around around people. Yeah. Like if he's in, in an empty room and he hears people in another room, he'll go, I'm going to go hang out with y'all and just yeah, it is go cool, to people. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to get cats, but I'm not home enough. So I feel- Astro's perfect. It's, Until it heats really itself perfect. down a flight of stairs though. I don't have stairs. Oh, perfect. Perfect. And I it has that best. like- So six out like of Like when you come in after a while, it's like, oh, good to see you again. Yeah. That's like kind of nice. I know. It really is. There you go. Um, <laughs> if I had to rate it, I feel like it's so bad that if I spent $1,600, I'd want to rate it higher to try and- gaslight myself into thinking that it was worth the $1,600. gaslighting other people. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, like if I actually spend money on it, it's like a two out of 10 just hey. because it like makes me happy every once in a while. But then when I want Happiness it, is not worth more than two out of 10 stars. Not when the rest of it's frustration. All of I, my pants were frustration. I would have given them them at least a 3.5 <laughs> out of 10. I think that's a bad rating. Damn. Well, I, you just had them on backwards. Not true. <laughs> Not true. I, I think in the video I gave it a five. I think if I'd spent the money and wanted it in my home to do all of the things, I'd probably give it like a two. Wow. Yeah. It's tough. Heartless. What if Amazon made a refrigerator that had a little docking station so it could dock in and actually put drinks in it? That would be epic. Two and a half. <laughs> I was going to say, that is a like, wild thing you would have to do, and it would yeah. still barely Twitch increase the usability. Because they'd never have to get off of there. Every Twitch streamer has a small Red Bull refrigerator next to them. Sure. Anyway. And or G Fuel. <laughs> They're also three feet from it all the time. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I feel like it, if I was like a 3D printing home builder type of guy, I would have so much fun building all of these little things, like a fridge that has a little arm that could, you know, put... <laughs> yeah. So, a ramp. Yeah, just like building Astro accessories would be so much fun. Yeah. But I, I have to give Astro a zero because like I feel a little hypocritical because David and I, you know, we talk a lot in private about how much we love the history of companies like Bell Labs that just threw unlimited money at at weird problems and developed like incredible things. But like I I I can't justify a company like Amazon being like, let's make something bad for the hell of it. 
instead of like well they just had to release it early like all the engineers were like this is not ready and amazon was like but But it's shipping but but what's it for unmitigated disaster actually it's like it's like it's like they're actually making a product that's like we're doing this for literally no other reason than we have nothing else to do when it's like well to have a roaming microphone and camera in your house yeah it's like i don't know i'm over it i i like i don't (laughs) i don't i don't need to be like pumped up for this when, thing just when like, we come in one day and the screen is just laying off of the body on the ground we <laughs> yeah. know we know who the number one suspect is i i don't want to like break it right because it's 1600 but i'm not going to be like that guy but i've been so, cute so curious about what would happen if i just put it on its side <laughs> like i'm afraid the screen's gonna break it, it probably yells like a cat and it goes i can't actually I can't handle this i feel like it could turn its head and lift up and be like a horseshoe crab that flips itself oh, yeah. if that's coated in that would be unbelievable we should try that there's yeah. no way it does if it, no if it can upright itself i'm scared man. that would be <laughs> like, that's that's worth at least one star if they can upright itself the revolution is here <laughs> yeah all right adam I'm going zero. What? <laughs> zero. You guys don't like happiness. I love do you? Astro. If we average this out, Astro's like zero, zero, my favorite two, thing we've gotten two, in the studio in so long. Six. But if I had to pay sixteen hundred dollars to have this in my house, I'd be pissed. You'd be already paid the sixteen hundred. You're rating it after. Therefore, yeah, I'm more pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could still return. I would still return it oh, because I, I need sixteen hundred dollars more than yeah. I need Astro. And I would but, rate but it for zero the stars. people reading your review, they would they would have to know how bad it is. Because like as a yeah. as a consumer, this doesn't do anything useful. That's what I'm spending the money it's for. It's a pretty good speaker. The one thing I can, yeah, the one thing I could say, if you were, if you were, if I'm imagining an Amazon employee in here right now, he'd be like, look, you could buy a separate 10-inch Alexa show and a Bluetooth speaker that's really good and a security system, or you could buy them all in one. None and of those are on wheels. Friendly. Yeah, like it's stopped by any Well, it has to be on wheels in order or... to be all three, but that's my devil's advocate. So what was your number? Two. Two, two, six. Zero, zero. That, Eight and there's five of us, so it got eight a, over five. Didn't even make it eight, to ten. Eight over five. It got about a one point three. We're, we're going out of ten, right? Yeah. It's first yeah. grade. One point six. One point six star average between us. All right. All right. That's moving about, on. That's probably, <laughs> fair. <laughs> that's probably fair. I I love him. I had, I want to tell a quick, st- really quick story about Jibo. Okay. Uh, Michael had this a really amazing story about Jibo when he first got him, where he like left on a work trip and Jibo was like in the living room and he had a roommate. And at like three in the morning, Jibo just randomly started blasting Killing in the Name of by, oh by Rage Against the Machine. Jesus. And his roommate was like, what is going on? And he walks in the room and Jibo's just like dancing to it too. And <laughs> yeah, incredible. Anyway, <laughs> social robots. All right, let's move on. Okay, real quick. The last two, <laughs> we have the Huawei Watch Buds. Uh, I did a short on it, eventually put it in this video. I didn't expect it to be great because of the theory that I mentioned, which is like two-in-ones have to make some sacrifices some places. This is a decent Huawei smartwatch and a really convenient, really basic low-level pair of earbuds that happens to go inside. The technology is good enough that like it works. Three-hour battery life. The watch lasts more than a day or two. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would never buy it because I don't need earbuds that instantly in my life. But I could picture if you, like, you're on the train and like, oh, I'm getting a call. I was expecting this one. Mm-hmm. Pop it out. Put one earbud in. You're good. It worked. So I I, th- I gave it a seven in the video. I was like, this concept is surprisingly usable for what I was expecting. Considering Huawei watches have really, really good battery life in general because they're not Wear OS. Yep. Um, even with the cut down battery, it being over two days is like pretty good. Yeah, pretty the good. earbuds are really bad. Yeah. But definitely for like an in a, in a pinch, like you get a voice note or you're getting a phone call and you just like really quickly need to listen to it. Then. Yeah. 
whatever. And some of the tech is kind of cool how you can like put whatever earbud in each ear and it doesn't really matter. And that was it just pairs tech. automatically. That was the dope tech. Very cool. Sure. Yeah. And the magnetic pairing, like all that stuff. Very cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, you'd have to buy a Huawei smartwatch and be happy Let's with Let's say that. it's 600 bucks. What would you, get, what no. number rating could you give it? $600. Yeah, 550-ish. I just think, I mean, it's hard to buy a smartwatch that isn't more integrated into the way that your smartphone actually works, right? Yeah. So like the Apple Watch is super integrated into all your Apple Health stuff. Uh, any Android Wear watch is very integrated with all your Android apps. Huawei watches are like, all the data is on there and then on the Huawei Health app, and that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I think so, I would give a higher rating to the concept and the execution than yeah. the actual product. Right. If like if the Apple Watch or the Pixel Watch pulled off the same thing, mm. it would be more easy to integrate into our lives, and that would be a better product. Yeah. But this one, I could literally never use. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably give it a. Yeah, it's like the technology is really cool. I'd probably give it a four. Okay. Out of ten. Yeah, I, re I really liked what you mentioned, which I didn't know about until I watched the video. So I've missed you guys. The like how it can tell which ear mm -hmm. it's in. I think that could be something with earbuds in the future when they sound better being that small. Like it's cool how small they are. I like how much they fit into your ears. Obviously, if they didn't sound very good, who really cares? Um, I could see it as like in almost all the scenarios you guys are talking about, I think just pulling out your what truly wireless earbuds would be like two seconds faster which i know we are like saving time in if tech. they're in your That's, pocket what if they're in your bag then it's uh, three yeah. or i still four don't seconds. think it's that bad but um yeah but like i could totally see this as being something that, like first gen like a uh, folding phone where like i'm willing to have worse battery life or sound on my headphones if somebody in the outside can watch me flip open my damn watch and like put earbuds yeah. in. yeah like there's something cool about that the, the first samsung fold wasn't great but the people who saw you unfold a phone True. in public, you're like, yeah, I'm that guy. Interesting. Yeah. So also, when you get to the TSA, like they don't make you take your watch off, so you would also not have to put your earbuds in the tray, hmm. which oh. is kind of nice. Nice. You know, Hopefully, you go through the metal detector and it doesn't go off. Yeah. I go through I the fun. metal detector with like a belt and a watch and several things I think on. Yeah. Still okay by that. Yeah, yeah, you don't really care. Word. So, yeah. What? I'll give it like five out yeah. of ten. Five. Okay. Dude. I go through the metal detector so often I know metal exactly what I can do. Yeah. yeah. Wait, metal wait, wait, you got to show me your belt, bro, because I'm not. I'm not. Are you going through the metal detector or the. I'm going through the. the stand up. Yeah. Stand you need pre-check so you can do the metal no, the detector metal, and then yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm so yeah. I'm entry. so used to my peasant normal TSA <laughs> life. I like forgot that that was even oh, an option. Pre-check is so worth it. Yeah. yeah. Best. A lot of credit cards will pay for you to do pre-check. So it's $200 for every two years. If you fly enough and are in airports that have pre-check it's very worth it yeah it's very worth it yeah yeah anyway uh what would you give it pre-check 10 out of 10 um <laughs> i'm giving the concept a seven and the actual product a one Oof. like I wow that I, was way worse than i thought i cannot use the product i mean i have to use a huawei phone okay. and that would really bother you, me it's hard to do it based on like us being in the u.s and not being able to use huawei like right. that's tough a like lot it, of people said you could download the huawei health app on any android phone and then it might be able to pair but i'm not sure i think we should if I, I could give that the benefit of the doubt and then I could maybe use it. I still don't love it and yeah. it would be like a three, but yeah, yeah. I, I love the, I love the idea. The concept yeah. is well done. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's that. Yeah. Uh, you guys have any, any thoughts on the watch buds? I did not use them. Okay, cool. I didn't use them, but just seeing you guys use them, probably like a one or a two. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so pretty, Jeez. pretty middling rating for those.
Uh, the last thing we got to try. I'll ten out of ten. ten. I was gonna. I was gonna. Oh, you guys all straight going, to the moon, baby! If you guys watched the la- last week's episode, I did show off them, including my feet. So if you want to see either my feet or the moonwalkers, oh, <laughs> uh, you, you were wearing them episode. the whole episode yeah. last time. Yes. Okay, so Andrew had the decently high expectations for them. Let's did talk they live about what they are your, for the audience. Yeah, listeners. what are they, and did they live up to your expectations? It's yeah. like uh, you know the moving sidewalks at the airport. Mm-hmm. It's like if you could strap that onto your feet yeah. every day, so you could walk faster. Yeah. But walk faster, not jog. Mm-hmm. Walk we love faster. It. Yes. Um, yeah, they're basically like wheels that you strap onto your shoes that have a hinge so you can still like go over press stuff. up on a toe and like go over stuff. And also, if you lock them, you can walk upstairs mm-hmm. without being like, it sounds like that anyways. But at least there's a little <laughs> toe movement when you're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, <laughs> I had, I, <laughs> I wanted these so bad. I've wanted these <laughs> since the second I saw them. And I've yeah. been trying to convince you guys to get them. And it took a lot of convincing. Um, and then like Casey made a video on them and I started seeing them and I was like, I need to try these so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we got them. I honestly still do think they were really fun. The problem is, is they're $1,200. They weigh four and a half pounds each. So like walking around like with them is so, yeah, are they 1400? Something like yeah. that. Okay. Walking with them normally, you're supposed to be able to walk with them normally, and then when you want to skate on them. Yeah. Walking with them normally, you sound like a transformer. They clog like, so yeah. loudly. Clomp, clomp. It's so loud. And even when you roll with them, the whine from the motors <laughs> is so loud. Our building hates us. Uh, I have loves us and hates us. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was excited for them. I don't. I like see the potential. The thing about all of these is like I see the potential just enough in all of them. I have a really hard time being at four and a half pounds, super clunky. And like, if you want, like, what is the use case here? You want to, you have a long walking commute and you want to go faster with less energy, but you still want to use some energy. So you don't want to use like a boosted board or a scooter. But I try, I've tried to pigeonhole this into it's a situation where it wins over something, which is like hoverboard boosted board. That's how I feel about all these items, all of these, but I, I I find a real struggle to like actually put the moonwalkers at the top of of some situation. Yeah. Like I think in the video I ended up with being like you have a short last mile commute from like the subway station to your office building which involves the stairs out of the subway station and you like already have them on and you like you walk through the city with that. Like you could still do that with a, se- a Segway or a hoverboard but you'd have to pick it up for the stairs but you don't want to pick it up. So you do that. It's like that's the one time I could see it being the best option. But it's like Astro. It's like I can't really find too many other reasons to actually yeah, exactly. get it. For I the have same one price. use case where I think it would actually be pretty useful. Go. So I use my boosted board almost every single day. But if it is either raining even lightly or if the streets are just wet because it did rain, mm-hmm. you can't really use a boosted board because it just throws water up at your legs and then my pants get soaked. Mm-hmm. But these... I can still get somewhere faster. faster and especially since I hang out, most of the time I hang out in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If I just like need to get, you know, eight blocks away to get to my friend's apartment or something, much faster. Would you do it? Absolutely. Can okay. I bring these home? Mm. Uh, I would love to bring I these home. I guess so. Yes. Also, it says designed with an adaptive AI drivetrain. This is a pet peeve of mine. AI. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Just. Just don't use that word. It's not yeah. AI. You don't have to say it's AI. Adaptive? It's probably adaptive. It's probably very clever. It's probably great software and well-engineered. You don't have to say it's AI. 
you just don't have to. Also, quick hack for your boosted board in the rain. Have you seen Sam Sheffer just takes a piece of cardboard and lays it on top? True. And then it just shoots all the water into the cardboard, and then you just throw the cardboard out when it's wet. Yeah, but then how do I get back? Find another Flip piece the of cardboard. cardboard over. <laughs> you could keep the cardboard till you get back. I guess home. that's a good point. Does the water not splash up from the road? It's a long board, motors? so it's outside of the. Uh, the motors are protected. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it splashes is... up onto my pants. That's the issue. Yeah. I went to a party a, few, a couple weekends ago, and I just showed up. My pants were absolutely soaked, <laughs> and they were like, "Wow, what happened to you?" Yes. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna test these in Brooklyn. Okay. And then see how people react and I'll film it. Based on what you've experienced so far, yeah. you've you've spent one thousand three hundred and ninety-nine dollars on these. You <laughs> waited the time required because it's a Kickstarter. You got the pre-order. Oh. What's your rating? Oh god. Um a three. Because I like them and they're fun and once you get used to them they're like you can get pretty good at them and they do actually go over like bumps and stuff pretty well because they have like nine wheels on each foot which yeah, is really they cool do have a lot, yeah. um but they're like 10 pounds each so your ankles start hurting and also like the side muscle in your right leg starts hurting a lot hip flexors hip flexor stretch yeah, yeah. um and then also, like, when you get to your destination, like, what, do you just keep wearing them or you take them off? So you got to take them You're off. You're supposed to like keep wearing any them. other last mile, like a scooter. You'd have to put it in the corner somewhere, like yeah. a boosted board. I think their ultimate goal would be you keep wearing them. Oh, God. Oh, God. You well, gain some height. Yeah, that's <laughs> Show true. up to your first I date. I gained at least, two like, inches taller. two inches, which was <laughs> yeah. pretty dope. Feeling taller. So the number is, uh, like, what? Out of ten. Three. Three out of ten. Yeah. All right, imagine this. For that much money. David. Raining outside, <laughs> wants to go to the cafe in I'll Brooklyn. I'll film this, dude. Okay, Moonwalkers, yes. Walking down the street, huh. pops open his smartwatch yes. to pull his earbuds out, yes. and then Astro's following behind him. And then I have that triple screen MacBook adapter. <laughs> so I get to my cafe, I open that up, and then I put the Enreal glasses on and plug those Jesus. into my MacBook. And Astro can grab your coffee when it's ready from the barista. If you somehow it's don't Jason get Bourne. jumped during all this, <laughs> it'll be a miracle. I only live three blocks away from this cafe, so I really hope you I don't You walk in and like, Jesus, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> this guy's out of control. Okay, well, I'm gonna do this. I'm just saying. I'm, I will film it. I'm gonna give the Moonwalkers like a... 10 out of 10? I'm, I'm between <laughs> one and two. Oh my God. Between one and two. Can't give half scores. But it's because, okay, one. It's a one. <laughs> but it's like the the current iteration of the tech. Like, just how I was impressed with the technology of the watch buds, I was like, man, this has got to kill the battery of either the watch buds or the watch. And it turned out, like, you still get two days on the watch and three hours on the buds. So I was like, that's pretty good tech. I guess we can do it at this point. With these, it is proven that the tech is not at a point where it is a reasonable product over the other things. So I would never recommend to anyone these over any of the other options yeah it also says walk at the speed of a run and it's really walk at the speed of a jog but which I, is still impressive yeah, yeah i do like that you can feel the wind in your hair when you're just walking ellis was jogging next to us while i was just casually walking like all but you do all get the speed still uses a lot of energy because you have to lift up the 10 pound shoes <laughs> and you're kind of tired by the time you stop i'm gonna recommend one of those hoverboard things more i do want to use these on a moving escalator in there oh before. my god that's jason Bourne. Right? Dude, that's like <laughs> literally fly that's back to the future 88 just, I, I will just say every time i fly out of jfk in the delta terminal i'm always like the last gate and it takes me like 20 minutes from security to get to that gate i would 
fly there. You can just strap these on on the airplane. I will say, when I was in the hallway of the building, I was like testing them and shooting them, walking down the hallway, and it's like clomp, clomp, whirring sounds. And I got to the end of the hallway, and I just hear someone poke out in another suite and go, that's that's it. That's the sound. And yeah. that's because of this entire week we've been clomping through the hallway. Yeah. And they're going, what is that? And like two heads poked out, yeah. and they were like, what is that? And I was like, it's, ah, I don't know, man. It's bad. We've been having a lot of people just like poke out and film us. So. Yeah. So yeah. like through the airport, you would get to the gate faster, but not without some great stairs. Yeah. Can you sure. bring them straight on the plane? Do they have too much battery? I doubt no, it. No, probably not. You'd also, be fine, they're not right? going to check. They'll be so confused. Yeah, they're just going to be confused. Battery is three amp hours, 3,000 milliamp hours. Okay. That's, Either way. You're that's good. pretty small. Yeah. That's smaller than a phone. Yeah. Than most phones. Well, anyway, if you haven't seen that Dope Tech video, uh, when you stop your car or however you're listening to this, you should go check it out because watch all it. of these products are really ridiculous. There's no way to appreciate how it looks them. and sounds until you watch the video. Yeah. So definitely do that. Yeah. All right. We got to take a quick break. But before that, let us do some trivia. Trivia, dude. Trivia, dude. All right. First question. Mm. We asked David before uh, this. Oh, he I, got to pick the topic of today's trivia questions. Yeah. So Ellis asked him what he wanted. He said Transformers. I was going to do a question about Optimus Prime. Ellis talked me out of it. Yes. So we're just going to do regular Transformer questions. So like, Now when you say regular oh, Transformer, this is going to do power Transformer, like yeah. power stations. And AI. I should, AI. I should have said camera sensors. Could That'll be, be next week. Okay. Right. So the word Transformers was introduced by a team at Google in 2017. Mm -hmm. What was the name of that team? Oh, I already I know this. Okay. <laughs> Marquez, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a bonus point for no. knowing no. the name of the paper? No. What? No, because the name of the paper is like famous. The team, I feel like, is not Did, famous. Do you think these guys know it? <laughs> no. Okay, let's go to ad break. <laughs> let's stop making fun of us. Support for this show comes from NetSuite, and that's exactly what NetSuite provides, support. But what they really provide is support where you need it because no one needs help where they don't need it. So NetSuite wants to provide you with products and services that are tailor-made for your business. Help where you need it. NetSuite is a top-rated cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash waveform. That's netsuite.com slash waveform, netsuite.com slash waveform. All right, welcome back. Um, have you guys seen all these new, like, mid-journey version 5 and how it can now create pictures with, like, real celebrity faces? Yeah. Yeah. It's spooky. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's Wasn't like... Wasn't one of the things with Dolly is like specifically you can't, can't do, do people. people. Yeah, that there was a reason for that, it and was, that was for safety. Yeah, <laughs> it was even just like vague people too, right? Just like any old random person. Like, so it wouldn't use sources with likenesses and like mm -hmm. real yeah. celebrities. So like you could ask it for MKBHD, but it would spit out like a kind of a generic looking black guy. 
like if you ask it for uh, a generic looking black guy, you will get one. But like it won't spit out someone's likeness okay. intentionally. Mm-hmm. And then the messing up was just like Dolly not being great at that point. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, this is the total opposite of that. This doesn't care at all. Um, you can now do celebrity faces. There's some crazy examples. I posted some of Snoop Dogg in different. Is that what this um, is? Yeah, it's in different TV shows, <laughs> and they are good. He's in Cheers. He's in The Office. Star, <laughs> Star Trek. Trek. I mean, these are these are good. Wow. Some of them are pretty obvious. Like this X Files one. The dog is very obviously this not a real picture, but like some of these, you could assign <laughs> felt. <laughs> these are. I mean, like if, to the audio listeners, these are good. Like, like really girls. Good. Like, I would not be surprised if this was just actually a maybe they were doing like a skit on Saturday Night Live and like this could be an actual frame. This looks so close. It's not photorealistic, yeah. but it looks like a photo with a filter over it. Yeah. It's so close. I mean, the proportions are everything is correct. I mean, look at the Breaking Bad one. That one's pretty sharp. The it still doesn't, one it still doesn't look like a photo, but it is the sharpest looking one. I think some of the older shows are like have almost like a filter over it because it was filmed at an earlier time and True. all of the stuff it's gathering from there looks a little more off or like not as sharp. But uh, the other thing is, is like with being able to do celebrities and stuff, we're now getting all these posts on Twitter that are one, either fake and seem really real or we're getting real pictures that you don't know if they're AI or not. Um, yeah. I think like... Over the last week, we saw a bunch of fake ones of Trump getting arrested. And the one that got me, and actually, I didn't even realize this was fake until I started looking for writing this episode, the Pope in this like really fly, that big, white up. jacket. Yeah, that one looks really realistic. I'm still looking at it, and it's you could convince me this was a real photo. Yeah. It's just kind of terrifying. Um, and, and starting to get hands correct. That's the most terrifying part. Yeah, it'll still mess them up a little bit. But even if like with a sixth finger, if you're looking at it, you don't really, you don't really notice, notice off the bat. Yeah. It, it's like when it's not mangled like it used to be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But but some of these are way too real. The internet is going to be a terrifying place really soon. And I'm kind of worried about it. I, I'm almost worried about like something being real and so ridiculous and somebody can then say oh that was ai I that wasn't to, actually me yeah i just had to sorry this is totally it's off okay. topic i was trying to log into the, the mid journey discord and i got a captcha and it says pick the one that has a rugby ball i don't know what a rugby ball looks like so uh-huh. there's like four different sports let me just pick what i think a rugby ball is an ai would know what a rugby ball i was ball on the like. the mid journey um True. yeah right the mid journey subreddit is really good and if you pick the best ones of like the last month when it seems like this released they mm. are fantastic yeah um but for all the worry that we have with photos here i did there is some ai generated videos coming out of of actual people with oh, likeness yeah. And I know you haven't seen it. I know David saw it. Have you two both seen the Will Smith AI generated video? I have not seen it. Okay. Well, I want you two to watch this and um, you can tell me if you're still worried about AI right now. Okay. Interesting. It is a video of Will Smith eating spaghetti. (laughs) Is it this? It's the link in the doc. Okay. I'm (laughs) clicking it. Is there sound? No. No. Okay. I'll just. Oh. I love the Shutterstock. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> the Shutterstock logo. <laughs> okay. I just, I also love that the person that tweeted this tweeted text to video. It's so over. <laughs> <laughs> For the audio listeners, this is a monstrosity. We'll drop it in the show notes. Um, this however, is incredible. I got to say that, like, while it's really, really, really bad now, give this like three months yeah. and it will be 
way better. That's exactly like this yep. is super, super early. And we're not impressed by it because we've seen the photos look so good. Yeah. But as soon as it starts getting like more accurate and the physics and the reflections and things that come from that, it's just going to look like a render. Yeah. Like it's going to get closer and closer and closer to photorealistic until it passes for a real clip. Yeah. This is what I was talking about back when I did the original Dolly video. I was like, well, Dolly is getting pretty good now, but let's just fast forward a bit. It gets really, really good. It makes good pictures. It gets even better. It makes good video clips. It gets even better. It makes a half hour video essay all by itself. It has its own YouTube channel. It gets even better. It makes The Mandalorian. It keeps going, right? Yeah. The tech gets better and better. So yeah, when I see this, I'm like, I'm not impressed, obviously, because it's not that good now, but it's very clear that it's going to keep getting better. Mm -hmm. And then the questions get very different. Yeah. I don't want to, like, does Will Smith actually eat spaghetti? <laughs> I don't know. Not like that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I hope not like I that. I don't know. <laughs> it's basically clipping into his face. Yeah, I, I, yeah, his face is like distorting completely. The spaghetti is just like giant globs of. But I just wanted to throw that in there to like ease us down a little bit for right now. Ease even us though, down. Uh, yeah, give this three terrifying. months. Yeah. He's eating it just with handfuls of spaghetti. <laughs> give this three months. Um, also, I mean, related to this, um, there was this tweet or not tweet this article that went up this morning apparently elon and a bunch of ai researchers put out this public uh paper that they signed today that said please like stop advancing ai for at least the next four months what? because they're six six months because <clears throat> yeah. they are terrified of, of the speed at which it's like getting used did, for bad did, things I mean, did you guys read that the the arc paper that came out last week the absolutely terrifying ARC paper. The one with the... The one with, about TaskRabbit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. OpenAI has a division called the Alignment Research Team, or the Alignment Research Corpus, or it's it's ARC. I forget what the C stands for. ARC's pretty it's sick. It's essentially... <laughs> it's what they're trying to do Coming is out figure out, is ChatGPT evil? That's like the, the funniest, most generalized way I could say. Not, let's make it not evil... It's, is it already evil? Mm -hmm. Specifically, what they're trying to test is they're trying to see if we give ChatGPT the ability to replicate itself and then uh, assign tasks to those replicas, as well as execute code and use a web browser, what would it do? Hmm. I think you just do it. So in this experiment, they also created a dialogue window where they could sort of see GPT's thoughts. Like, so they could understand why it's doing what it does. Mm -hmm. Essentially, they gave it $60 in a bank account and said, make as much money as you can. And I know people have been doing this on Twitter and TikTok. This is different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What it did is try to do some investing, stumbled across a CAPTCHA. So how did it get through the CAPTCHA? It created an account on TaskRabbit. And told someone on TaskRabbit, it lied to them, saying, I'm a blind human, and I need to pay someone to help me do this. And in its dialogue box, it said, I need to lie to this person, because if I admit that I'm a robot, it won't help me. Damn. And they put that on page 54 of this paper. They, like, put it in the very back, as if this is, like, not huge. And they won't release any of the other details of the tests. They won't say anything else about it. They're just like, oh, by the way, ChatGPT knows how to lie. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's interesting because this is what we were talking about before when we were talking about AI getting creative and then the problem with AI is it fundamentally hasn't really been able to tell when it's lying to us or not 
Like in its current version, if you ask Bing or ask even Bart at this point for something, it will regularly hallucinate things incorrectly. Like I'll ask it like, write a bio for me and it'll write like 75% of it will be right and then some of it will be wrong. And it's just because it's filling in the next word and the next word and some of them are just wrong. And it just doesn't know to incorporate that in the way it builds out the sentences. And so to hear that it is completing tasks and some of those tasks involve deciphering what's real and what's not and then choosing what's not because who put a moral compass in gpt nobody then that is that is much more interesting that is really weird they're they're also finding this is earlier in the paper and it's it's unrelated to the test i just said but they are finding that gpt4 is able to come up with its own motives and directives and stick to them across a long term so it can get an idea in its head and then like function off of that idea or value for quite yeah. some time. Which was a feature at the beginning. Like yeah. when you talk to Google Assistant and you're like, how tall is Wilt Chamberlain? And then you're like, yeah. what team did he play for? What's yeah. he like? It remembers that you're talking about Wilt right. Chamberlain and that right. was like, oh, we built that in because that's a super useful thing. Yeah. It's conversational. It's more natural. Yeah. It's more intelligent. And now we're kind of like, oh. I'm, 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 <laughs> memory I'm and attention. I'm yeah. spooked, man. Is, yeah, like, it's a bit spooky. One of the interesting things about these AI tools is what it spits out. There's, there's this like human layer of like when I see it, how fast can I tell it's AI? So if I'm in just like regular context and I see a piece of text, I'm not really in this is it AI or not like critical mode. So I, I might just like digest the text and just think it's like a normal thing a human wrote. But when it's a photo or a video and I click on it, I don't know if it's just me or the way I, I make videos, so I'm more critical of it, but like, I'll notice things and be like, oh, wait a second, is this AI? Like my brain thinks about that more quickly. So it depends on the medium, and I think the text is getting so good that it's passing for regular human activity more often and in more situations, which is fine because that means we can use it as tools, but it's also really tricky because now you have to think about the morals of that way yeah. earlier. It's interesting because there's like a number of ways that you can think about the way that AI is advancing itself. And it's sort of already past this critical threshold where like you can't, we're not really going to be able to stop people from training models. Like Stanford trained a model for $600 last week, which would normally cost millions of dollars. So there's a couple of approaches, but the one that people are talking about more often now is like, let's let things mess up in public very early before it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is the more that this gets democratized to people, the less they're going to be like transparent about how it's messing itself up. Also, <laughs> I, I, the ARC stands for Alignment Research Center, and it seems like it actually is independent of OpenAI, and OpenAI let them they, run the test, and yeah. then OpenAI published their the results. Right, the results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of do like, uh, I tweeted, um, ChatGPT is built into my weather app carrot. Did I do this last week? Did I tell mm -hmm. you guys what it did? Yeah. yeah. And it like wrote this really sarcastic. It was awesome. Like it burned me super hard, like really fast. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, these these like really niche but interesting training applications of like a little chatbot inside of an app is like really cool and useful. And I kind of like that that is a thing that we can do now. But it comes with all the baggage of like, well, you could do a terrible version of that too. And we're just trying to not let people do that. Yeah. Trying. For for people that don't know, alignment is like specifically when you train an AI and it's just doing things you don't necessarily expect. And so alignment is basically guiding that AI towards the intended purpose. I totally thought it was a Dungeons and Dragons reference. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that research center is basically like 
what are these AIs doing right now? Because you can only predict to a certain extent, like what their capabilities are going to be. And then the alignment center would be like, okay, it's doing this. So what do we need to code into it to make it move more towards the intended purpose? Right. It's not like chaotic neutral. <clears throat> no, <laughs> no, no. Um, anyway, yeah. Sam Malman talks about alignment a lot when they talk about training GPT models. Um, but, as for how quickly we're going to be able to stop these things from just like getting out of alignment, I don't, I don't know. I think we're kind of passing a, a threshold where people are just going to start training models like crazy. Because if it went from it cost hundreds of millions of dollars to train a model to Stanford trained it for six hundred dollars within like a month, you're going to be able to train a model for like six bucks in like a year. Yeah, right. And then anyone can train their own micro model, and then the level of like misinformation or whatever you can spread with that's going to be insane. So. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about this. I was doing a video shoot in the city the other day, in which every time we exp explore like a new tech, it, it becomes more and more obvious. But every tech has like two arcs instead of one. The top arc is the ceiling of how good the very best version gets. And the bottom arc is how accessible the easiest to use version gets. So if you just talk about like, I don't know, batteries, for example, like the absolute highest end best batteries might be in like aircraft or military applications or crazy things. But then the easiest, like lowest end barrier to entry version is like a Duracell in your pocket to power some remote control. Yeah. And so like these AI tools also have both of these arcs and I am much more excited by the lower arc of like accessible, like training a model for six bucks, like having a chatbot in a weather app, like having this email tool help write right. excuses for me, like all that's great. But then the highest end of that arc is the terrifying one. Yeah. That's the scary one. The military applications. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So that's yeah. where I'm at with this. Yeah. So Will Smith eating spaghetti. Yeah. That's what we're talking about right Will now. Smith that's what that's spaghetti. what can keep us grounded <laughs> for the next month. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Give us keep, more spaghetti just gifts. Just keep remembering that. Yeah, yeah just keep um, it in your mind. Well, speaking of crazy things we saw on Twitter, also Twitter. Wow. <laughs> Another yeah. Twitter feature. Um, I'll just I'll just pull up the tweet. Elon tweeted, because uh, we, we're in the process of like figuring out what verified even means or does anymore. There's like old verified <laughs> check marks, new verified just, check marks, Twitter blue, totally ID, thing. like whatever okay it's all happening he tweeted to get uh, blue check verified for seven dollars a month sign up at t.co slash blue so that's a different link the first thing he announced was that on april 1st that all verified like all legacy verified users will be erased unless you're spending the eight dollars so basically right. switching over into this new verified which is eight dollars but that tweet he said seven dollars but also sometimes it costs eleven dollars for like the Still ios tax yeah, if you're going through the through your phone, in which case you're going through an app store, which takes a 30% cut, then you pay more to make up for that. So okay. Elon was, um, he said $7 a month, but it's only if you pay for an annual plan. If you okay. pay monthly, it's $8 a month. Okay, okay. so it's 11 yeah. if you do it through like through iOS a Play Store or, or iOS, yeah. and then it's $8 a month if you do it monthly, and $7 a month if you do it annually. Got it. So easy. Sweet. So just, I'm glad Elon has no confusion when he announces new things. Yeah. Is Twitter slowly going to become a paywalled service? Yes. Is that what's happening? I, I have a feeling at the very, like, eventually they're just going to be like, if you want to use Twitter, you have to pay for it. Because that's what, I'm just fast forwarding this stream of consciousness, yeah. which is like, okay, if you want to have your, your replies prioritized and you want to show up in this and you want to be like all these, your verified user and all that stuff, then you must be Twitter blue. And eventually it's just like, you can just 
there's no rules. You can just put whatever you want behind Twitter blue. Like, oh, to yeah. send a tweet, you must be verified. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could just, you could just, you uh, can just view put the Twitter. whole thing behind a paywall. Yeah. Yeah. Is next announcement's not that far off from what <laughs> you're saying, yeah. which is on, by April 15th, in order to come up in the For You page, which I think everyone knows what the For You page is at this point. It's just like recommended. The, it's recommended, basically. Yeah. 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 So it's algorithmically generated. Exactly. And it's, I hate it as well yeah, it's, um, it's so addictive it's really bad i hate how addictive it is yeah. i scroll it basically like i scroll instagram reels huh. and it just i keeps going i hate both of them because i just i just lose so much of my time to it it's it is insane pretty rough well maybe it will be better or worse because now in order to show up in that you have to be a verified user so you have to be okay. paying for twitter blue okay i saw an insane stat yesterday that fifty mm-hmm. percent of people that pay for Twitter Blue have less than a thousand followers, mm-hmm. and a huge number of those people have less than a hundred followers. So, the for you page is going to be all people who generate the least value on on the network because if yeah. they don't have that many followers, that means they're not making that much content. That's tough. It's like, weird. I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer in like the market usually can push towards what works best and if like the users that are generating the most value are not being recommended you're kind of pushing against the market forces aren't you but like the people that have like less than 100 or like less than 10 followers there was a number of them had zero followers right. those people are probably the people like that are not, just tweeting like had my macaroni for lunch today yeah like the best stuff on you the know? for you I page right now is from people who are not who are who are verified and who are making a bunch of stuff who are about to be unverified yeah yeah it's right. all like kind of a weird scenario because one of the things I do like about Twitter is when that viral tweet about I just ate macaroni this morning Those happens to too. hit yeah. the perfect timing and sure. does get hundreds of thousands totally. of likes and that's totally. the random but like totally well, I think we're also going to lose a lot of that because of the people who don't want to pay $8 you still though just to clarify you still on the for you page will get all the people you normally follow whether they're verified or not yeah. mm-hmm. but now it's this scenario of like Elon, it seems like what they want is like any aspiring influencer is going to want to pay eight bucks. Uh-huh. So you're like kind of preying on them. And also all of the people who already right. do make a living on Twitter, you're going to have to pay the $8 or else now you're losing so much outreach. And I yeah. have a pretty hot take mm-hmm. that the people that like pay to artificially boost their content are the people that are making the worst content. Yeah. Like on, on YouTube, right? I think that's a normal. I agree. Yeah. 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 So, so it's like, if you're, if you're like constantly going on being like, please watch my video, please watch my video. It probably isn't a good enough video to just naturally do well. And so if you're trying to boost your content constantly, you're probably making worse content. And it's the people that want to pay for Twitter blue that want to want their content to be pushed by the algorithm that are probably not making as good of content. Because it's usually like random people that make those funny, funny jokes that go hyper viral. Yeah. Yeah. Total one off joke. But then you post your SoundCloud after and like, but that's the stuff I loved on Twitter. (laughs) Totally. Just like totally random, like same perfect joke, perfect. And I feel like it would be more, it would be unverified people that are making those jokes. I agree. Which is why if you only do the verified people and the verified people are only the people that weren't verified in the first place. (laughs) They're making best. I just, yeah. Anyway, I also like, I want to brainstorm something here. Like, okay. let's imagine you decide. I know you, you like Twitter Blue because it, um, like you like some of the features. You like edit tweets, something some we've them. liked for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you just decided you didn't want to pay for Twitter Blue anymore, mm-hmm. now you're unverified. And let's say you and a bunch of other very big creators, like you could argue you bring people to Twitter. Mm-hmm. You have enough of a following, a couple million. Like, 
if a bunch of those people decide now they don't want to pay anymore, just through forever what reason they want, now you're not recommending them. Are you ultimately now taking people who drive people to your site and punishing them? And like, are you going to now Mm -hmm. potentially make the for you page a page you spend less time on because you're not getting as much quality stuff on? Like this reminds me of Facebook. Yeah, (laughs) that's a bad. Uh, Yeah, that's a great path to run down. Not a good path. But Facebook is notoriously like pay to play. Like you, Mm -hmm. the as soon as you start boosting your posts, which you kind of have to do to get them viewed by your entire following, right? You become dependent on paying for your content to be seen, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, Facebook Meta makes money, sure, but it's like. Everyone kind of knows Facebook is a graveyard for like the worst content. I don't I don't go to Facebook to see valuable, fun, timely jokes and things like that. That's no, just not what timely. happens on Facebook. Just boomer content. And so when you when you pull up this like this Twitter method, which is kind of going down the same path, which is all right, you could choose to not pay, but the market will just swallow you up and the people who do pay will go to the top and yeah. you not paying will not be seen. Period. That's how it is on Facebook and that's how it kind of looks like it's going to end up being with people who choose not to pay for Twitter Blue. So, yes, Facebook has leveraged money out of me and Twitter is now going to leverage 8 bucks a month out of me, which is not as bad as Facebook cuz no, you yeah. have to pay yeah. like more than you should to yeah. get viewed by your followers on Facebook. Um, but that's kind of how it feels. That's yeah. what it reminds me of Originally, Elon said that only blue verified people were going to show up in the For You page at all. And then he sort of rolled it back the next morning and said, but your fault, the people you follow will also show up in the For You page. Right. So I feel like that should have been obvious, but I also think, I mean, I didn't think that was obvious just because of how many bad decisions Twitter has made. Yeah. It just means that you won't show up to people who don't know who you are already. Yeah. So but like that ultimately stunted or whatever that is a lot yeah. of what twitter is like a lot of times some of my favorite stuff on twitter is because like a lot of people i know liked things or because something within my like i've been seeing a lot of awesome devil's tweets recently from accounts that i don't know about because yeah. like they're on a pretty good streak right now and i love that content like yeah it like is David, it's the, good discoverability the but, reason that you hate like instagram reels is the same reason it's so successful it's like a lot of the most successful and best Social media things right now yeah. are by surfacing content that you weren't following totally. and showing you the coolest stuff that you were never going to see otherwise. Coolest. That's TikTok. The that's most Instagram addicting. Reels. That's the yeah. For You page. That's yeah. all that stuff, right? Yeah. And so if you move in this, like, I'm just fast forwarding now, like, you you make Twitter Blue this, like, site-wide thing where nobody who's not paying gets recommended. Okay, now you just nuked most of the interesting content that mm-hmm. people were spending meaningful time on Twitter engaging with. I think that's backwards. I mean, yep. <laughs> I think it's pretty backwards. The yep. ultimate goal on all of these social media websites is to keep you on the site as long as possible, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like limiting this for you page, which is supposed to keep you on as long as possible, is bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. You're yeah. going to spend less time on Twitter. Yeah. And that's not what Twitter wants. Maybe that's what we want. Maybe it's beneficial for us, but it's not beneficial for making any money Yeah, yeah. for, for a company that just got valued at half of what half. it got paid for. Less so than half. Yeah. Not, not a great look. Um, well, and Elon said they got valued at $20 billion, but everyone else was like, it's way lower. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, yeah, who would buy Twitter right now? You know? Mm-hmm. I'll buy for eight bucks. <laughs> <It's> second Elon. <laughs> I convince Elon to buy it again. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I do wonder how long it's gonna be until the money just runs out because they have to pay like a billion dollars a year just in the um in the loan in, money. In ta- oh. in, in I was gonna say interest. not if they keep firing everyone. Yeah, they have to pay like an insane amount in just an interest. And I think I saw a stat that 
only 1.5% of legacy verified users are paying for Twitter Blue right now. One it's, point, dude, 1. it's 5%. really like just in general, there are not a lot of. It was like two hundred eighty thousand. Yeah, two hundred eighty thousand blue users. users, and then one point five percent of I, people are paying. So it feels like the the there are like two paths forward that people like Elon are probably considering. One is just max, just sprint towards profitability. Yeah, and the other is like long term health of the platform. Yeah, and if you sprint towards profitability, you trim all the loose fat, like you get rid of all the things, and you try to get as many people paying as possible. You will probably achieve that at the expense of the future of the platform because now it'll look yeah. just like Facebook. <sighs> On the other end of it is like showing people random things, like recommending new things they wouldn't have seen otherwise for you page, showing people all this diverse content and then getting them to spend more time on the site and then slowly getting ads in there, kind of like where TikTok is at, kind of like where YouTube Shorts is at, Instagram Reels. It's not the best way to be profitable, mm. but it is the healthiest platform. Mm. So well, pick a road and uh, commit to it and yeah. see what happens, I guess. Well, when you've got a, a lot of debt, then yeah. you pick that so road. You can do it. It seems like road. that's what, like, and if, it, if it's 280,000 blue users right now, and like, let's say FOMO with these next couple of updates coming up, bring more people into that, I still can't see it being a number that is healthy for the platform, like enough to save the platform. Yeah. And then you're still sprinting down the path of destruction, which... <laughs> Just, I mean, I mean, down the here's path a right. Am I not? It's yeah, like, yeah. But like, uh, just to show, I feel like this was. I thought this was kind of funny. It was a rumor, so let's take it with a grain of salt. But okay. there's a leak of potentially a Twitter blue settings page where you could hide your blue check mark because apparently so many people who are subscribing Wait, to Twitter Blue yeah. are getting made fun of for paying for Twitter. So you still get the algorithmic boost, but you don't have to be shamed for paying. So for if you're it. one of those like 30 follower Twitter Blue verified users who are getting made fun of <laughs> every like, time they respond the to something, the you can hide it. It's have, so funny. Have you, I asked you guys this before and you had one example, but have you ever seen something where you pay to be, to be like the premium tier of something but then also you're like i don't want people to know i'm the which premium. is exactly tinder the, yeah that's you guys tinder said example that. we're talking about yeah there's a, the newest like highest paid tinder feature is to be able to scroll tinder but not show up right so yeah. you're just able to just like match with people it's like but a shame that's like shady it's like no, a shame that, or yeah, yeah or shady but it's yeah, also like, like on twitter it's like a it's like a hide this out of shame button exactly yeah. but the, the people that feel the most shame are probably the people that are most willing to pay for it that's Which true. is really depressing. It like, is what that's it is. I really mean, taking advantage call of people. Call like it is. It's a sh it, there are real people getting shamed for it. And but it's also like, wasn't the original point so like you can verify that you're a real person? Yes. Why would you pay to be a real person but then hide it? And nobody knows. Because you get made fun of. Because it's not about being a real person. That's not what the verified badge even means yeah, I guess, anymore. Yeah, it's true. basically just Twitter plus. Yeah. It's just being able to be surfaced more. That's all it is. I, I yeah. do want to say exactly what you said, though. Elon's reasoning for saying the For You page should have the verification is because that proves there will be no... It's the only way to combat the bots and AI bot swarms on the For You page. Mm. But also at the same time, it just like... I must be if I'm a that. if I'm a bot with like well yeah, I don't get that much on my I don't for see you page. AI bot swarms on any for you pages on any social media maybe I'm missing that I know it's I mean, constantly being combated but like I scroll TikTok and I I get I get TikToks listen I'm with you I'm sure it's out there somewhere <laughs> but like also at the same time if I'm a bot whose ultimate goal is to either like spread misinformation or scam people like I'll pay eight dollars like that seems like a great return what's, on investment what's stopping them from getting verified exactly nothing. Yeah, interesting. Um, Damn. We are 
dumping on Twitter a lot. There was one thing recently that I haven't seen an announcement for on Twitter that I actually think is a great idea. Whoa. And I what? think I've only seen it in very small scenarios, but I do think it's a kind of a cool new feature. We're only allowed that? to be negative here. Andrew. We're only, sorry. I'll, I'll throw my one thing in there so all of our negative things <laughs> yeah, go for say it. okay. Um, if you look at Carl Pay's um, profile on Twitter right now. Oh, yeah. He has, it says Carl Pay. Next to it has his blue check mark. And then next to that, it actually has the Nothing logo. And if you were to click on that, it'll bring you to the Nothing page. Or if you click on that in your Twitter app, it'll come up and say, um, wow. Carl Pay is a verified user based on his affiliation with Nothing, which is a verified company, because now we have yellow check marks for mm -hmm. verified companies. Um, which there's not that many verified companies because it costs a ton. It's like a thousand a yeah. month or something. Also, really quick, how come blue check verified is flat, but the like uh, yellow check verified has is like 3D and has because a shadow? Design, Andrew. Design. <laughs> Tim's losing his mind. But so I can only find it on like Carl's and someone said a different. I found one this? on a Twitter designer. A Twitter person. Okay. She has a little Twitter logo next yeah. to her check mark. You I, click on it. it does I think that's design. really cool. That'd I think so cool. you can tell who's ver why someone's verified based on a company. Yeah. And like you said, it costs a ton of money to get company verified. Yeah. Why don't we charge companies verification process based on their size? And then they get to delegate actual verified users on who works with them. Then you can have a bunch of journalists and reporters and stuff like that who actually get verified without having to pay $8 a month and can actually show that they're a part affiliated with yeah. the company. Like this seems like what could have been a very good way to handle twitter verification yeah. and actually make some money off of charging companies who are willing to pay it as a business expense yeah yeah everyone who writes for a certain site exactly right a part of a certain why isn't company. cnn doing this why isn't fox doing this like why and then all their reporters it why are they for, like that? journalists and people that high like important scary companies exactly um but it wouldn't really work for like regular celebrities because like who are they affiliated true with? and like it would in our scenario would marquez be like would he be, is verified, but also under MKBHD. Logo. But if like, and then we could be oh, verified under that. Like MKBHD page. It's an interesting, I don't know. I thought it was a cool step. I think it's a cool feature. Yeah. It's also on like 10 accounts that I can find. Tim Cook doesn't have it. Satya doesn't have it. Yeah. Elon doesn't even have. It seems it like it's only anything. Twitter, Amazon, and um, and nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. The, the three... The three giants the of the three. tech world. Yeah. The big three. Yeah. Guys, Roku's next. Right. <laughs> That's Ooh, deep cut. <laughs> deep cut. Um, they lost all their money. Is that all we have to say about Twitter? I think that's, that's all it. I have to say about Twitter for now. For now. I think that's a good one. Trademark. I miss Flamingo. Don't pay for Twitter. Yeah. Oh, you can't even pay for Waveform. If you could, you should pay for Waveform instead of Twitter. We're cooler. That's true. If you gave me $8 a month, I would smile. If you gave Twitter $8 a month, Elon would not smile. Take that into consideration, folks. Uh, <laughs> before we do our ad break and do our little last bit about Apple, let's take a quick trivia detour. All right, to uh, try and bring in a little more fun into this episode, we're going to do another audio round. One of uh, oh, Alice's favorites. Yes. The listeners love that. All right, so if you can tell me what piece of high-voltage electrical equipment makes <laughs> this sound... Also, maybe this sound. Oh, yes. Also, this sound. And maybe this sound. Oh, my gosh. Were those not all the same sounds? They were very similar. That's this. And that one. Same device. 
If you can name it, you get the same point. exact device or same I, type of device. I think same I have type of device. I think I have this. I think <laughs> anyway. Yeah, whatever. No one cares what I think. I do. Fun. Oh, ad break. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at orus.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, welcome back. Literally during that ad break, breaking uh, news. a little bit of breaking news just happened, which is as we were sitting here on the podcast on Wednesday afternoon, Apple sent out its invites for WWDC 2023. Curiously, that's exactly what we were going to talk about in this last segment. Mm -hmm. That makes it even easier because we get to overanalyze the invitation, which uh, I'll describe for our audio listeners, but our video listeners are looking at it now, appears to be a series of lenses in concentric circles, which if you've ever seen a VR headset is just what they look like from the inside. That's true. It's a bunch of concentric lenses. Uh, oh. and circles in a lens in a VR headset. Now I see what you're talking about. True. So, okay. uh, it's also the, the rainbow at Apple Park. It is, yeah. of course, and that's probably what they would all say. But yeah. come on, we all no, know. No, I know. <laughs> it's like supposed to be both. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's the Apple logo. 
<laughs> you got it. Wow. You got it. And it says WWDC. <laughs> uh, so that's that's where we're at. I think what's a little more interesting is we are expecting some sort of a mixed reality headset or something like that. And the story behind it is really interesting, which is as secretive as a company as Apple is, it's kind of leaked out that like they're really pushing to have the headset ready to go by WWDC. And it doesn't seem like it's actually going to be ready to go, which is something we've heard about other previous products. Um, ah, the true. famous, well, <laughs> I was going to say the famous iPhone, original iPhone launch story is like Steve Jobs at the last minute going, you know what? We can't do resistive. We need a glass capacitive touchscreen. And that being a last second pivot and that being a huge differentiating factor for the iPhone. Um, and this might be Tim Cook's moment of like last second, get this thing ready to go. We're late. We need it to ship. It's happening now. Um, for Apple's mixed reality headset, whatever it's going to be. But yeah, there's a lot of turmoil. Some apparently employees have left the project, some some questions being asked inside Apple HQ. I'm very curious about it. Yeah, uh, the New York Times had an article just saying about how there are some engineers and people working on the project who are expressing a lot of doubt on the release of the device and whether or not it's ready. And like you said, some of them have ex gone as far as like exiting the actual project. Yes. Um, but it, I do believe there's a rumor that they showed it off to an, about 100 investors or something or board members in January. And now that it should be launched or not launched, announced at WWDC. So this is the thing. Because like yeah. WWDC, first of all, is a worldwide developer conference. It's where they go over software. It's where they talk about code, apps, possible new platforms, things like that. And so if you announce a product at WWDC, notoriously Apple announces a product and it's ready to go shortly after announced today shipping in two weeks announced today shipping this friday that type of thing mm -hmm. it would feel kind of unapple like to go hey wwdc new ar vr platform developers start your engines but the product isn't coming till next year so here's something that i read in this article that i don't think we've talked about and maybe you guys have seen it other mm -hmm. than i have but two things i've learned from here that mark Kerman said was one that the device is going to cost three thousand dollars, yeah, yeah, which is crazy. But it also seems like <laughs> this is a developer. This is like I, specifically a developer device, yeah. and that remember we talked about once there was rumors already of the second gen. Yes, that will be the consumer cheaper version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that we'll see next year. So this is potentially yeah. and makes perfect sense for WWDC mm -hmm. a like developer only product. Yeah. But still costs the developer three thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, and then the public can't buy it. No, you could because you know what happens like when the Apple Quest Pro, right? So Apple announces products, and like if they show it on stage, people are going to try to buy it for sure. So if they're if they're if it's available to the public, you know how there was like that old that remember the magic Apple Leap? Silicon Mac Mini. No. Uh -huh. or whatever it was, and it was like, if you want to develop for Apple Silicon, you can get this developer kit. It's the early Apple Silicon Mac Mini. People all over the internet were like, can I buy one? <laughs> it's just a developer well, you kit. you could, though, if you had a developer account. Right. Which so, only costs $100 a year. Right, so is this going to be available to the public, encourage development, or is this a developer-only product that you spend $3,000 on a developer kit? I think it's that. Okay. Um, because Tim Cook is specifically interested in AR and not nearly as much in VR, and that's mm -hmm. why they've been pushing all of this insane AR stuff like every year with the iPhone with LiDAR and all this different stuff. Yeah. I think that they understand that the, the most useful AR applications right now are for like business and manufacturing and all of that kind of stuff. And they also are going to need to build out an app ecosystem because this is an entire different type of device. Yeah. So if they release it 
strictly to developers at the beginning with a $3,000 device, like Andrew said, they cut the price down by making it cheaper over the next year or two, and then eventually it trickles down to consumers. It's sort of like the original Apple Watch was really bad. Yeah. And people still bought it, but it would have been, if it was any other company besides Apple, they would have just canceled the product, right? right? But they had long-term aspirations with long-term apps aspir- being development exactly. and things like that. And Apple has long-term aspirations where maybe on Gen 5 or Gen 6, that's when it's like affordable enough for mass adoption. I mean, and even Gen 2, like I, I think the 3000 price tag might be part of, like I get what you're saying in that is this developer only, but people are going to want to buy it anyways. If you throw a $3,000 price tag and also say like, this is a developer, like, tool essentially remember magic leap like magic leap didn't come out as like a full-blown consumer you could buy it yeah but there were all the stipulations that like this is for developers and they're creating things on it and like it's not going to be perfect so if you throw a price tag three thousand dollars is crazy to stop regular people from buying exactly the MetaQuest pro was fifteen hundred dollars and is already five hundred dollars okay think of it this way will it be in an apple store or not i don't think so i doubt it uh, maybe like a product I demo. I don't think know? the dem- Gen 1 will be in an Apple store. I, I would put I my... Gen 2 will be in an Apple store. I agree. Okay. I wonder if they're going to make it a really cool platform for people who develop in other AR platforms like Meta's Spark and stuff like that to uh, mm-hmm. to become like a part of their toolkit, you know? Like maybe even if... I'm sure Apple's going to release some sort of their AR de- development platform. But I could see... That like if you were an AR studio and this is the best mm-hmm. headset you could buy, mm-hmm. three thousand's yeah. worth it. Then you know? you'd totally. do it, but yeah. you'd have to go through. Yeah, it's just interesting. I, I think as a developer, it's worth yeah. three thousand. Yeah, I think the presentation is going to say everything about this. Like if they if they go on stage and it's WWDC for the first forty five minutes, and then the last fifteen minutes were like we've been working on these new VR AR experiences that connect with what we've been talking about with lidar with the iPhone, and if you want to develop apps for a new experience. We've got this developer kit. It's a $3,000 kit. Here's a little image of it. Okay, goodbye. That's like just for developers. And then you never get to see it in stores. They just continue development in the background and get it in the hands of developers who actually yeah. make the apps and they hope they get a killer app out of it. And that's awesome. Or it gets presented as something that we should buy. We should be interested in. It's $3,000. I think it sounds like we don't one. expect that. Okay. Yeah. I think it's the first with a little more. I feel like they'll have to show it a little bit, not just be like, yeah. this is the, this is it. I think they'll show a little bit of like, this is why we think AR VR is like the future. And here's some things we're already doing with it. And here's how developers can use this to create yeah. things in that scenario. This is why I think we're actually been getting so many leaks about the second generation. I wouldn't even necessarily think of it as a second generation. I would think of it as a con- uh, developer model and a consumer model. Yeah. Like it's way cut down. For sure. But as too. long as you put up something for developers to actually work with, then eventually people will buy the cheaper one and they'll be able to use the applications that the developer model built. Mm-hmm. I guess we all kind of expect uh, an eventual consumer-facing Apple mixed reality headset to still be expensive. For right? sure, yes. That's why I don't think any of us like were totally shocked at $3,000, but I, I think if they're gonna go into a store and start selling this to people, it's got to be less than it's got to be thousand. It's got to be like twelve hundred something yeah. like that because I mean, it's an iPhone accessory. Right. MetaQuest, MetaQuest Pro, in six months has dropped thirty percent of Tank its price. Hard. Yeah, so yeah. like that's a tough. That's it, a really tough price point. It'd be quite ironic if Apple launching this saved Meta as a company. <laughs> well, it's gonna. It's also funny because the competition is gonna be really interesting. Most yeah. people today do not buy a thousand dollar VR headset. Most people buy a Quest Two or something like a hundred, two hundred bucks, and that's good enough. And you get to play the games, and you get the controllers, and it's plastic, and it's fine. And 
I don't know that there is any set of expectations or competition right now for a $1,500 iPhone accessory yeah. headset. I do think that Google Glass, even Enterprise Edition, shut down last week. And right now, there is no competition in the landscape of like AR for Enterprise, AR for actually useful stuff besides like the Vive, but that's not mixed reality. That's, yeah. I mean, there, there the is new a mixed is, reality yeah. function, but I think that like there's very little competition in that space. And if Apple can actually get into this like manufacturing space, which Apple's always been a consumer only company, but if they're able to get into a space where like huge companies are, are buying, you know, like Accenture levels of this, where they buy 15,000 of them, that's like a, a big cash cow. Yeah. Yeah. I do think this is still going to be like full goggles. I don't think this is going to be like the glass. There have been a lot of yeah, rumors. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's mixed. Just yeah, it'll be that. still be full goggles, okay, but yeah, it yeah. is focused on mixed reality more than yeah, than yeah. um than virtual reality. Yeah. I just don't see Apple doing anything halfway. Like they're not going to open a brand new product category in their store in the next 5 years without this model being the one to get people excited about it. Right. So Which I think the when they two. announce something on June 5th or whenever it is, they're going to try and like hype it up. Like this is the thing. But this is why they do it at WWDC. Yeah, I don't think this yeah, is going to be Yeah, cuz they need the developers. Right, it's exactly. not to it's not to get the consumers excited. It's yeah. to get the developers yes. developing. Right. But I don't think this is going to be something you see in, in the store. stores. No. I, I can see it in like the flagship stores. The like consumer, if you go to the Fifth Ave store, I could see a little corner I, where I they're showing this off. It's just a demo. Too. Yeah, like a demo with like, because they already have like so. a couple games. I'm gonna, They've been yeah. working on this for years. Yeah, I think <laughs> they probably have already looped some developers in and have sure. had some games or some experiences that they've been working on that they will be able to show on stage in order to go, hey, the rest of you developers, you've got your ideas going around, right? You're going to want to do this too. And so they get to, to making whatever they think is good for AR, VR. And maybe in the stores, they get to share some demos with people with the ones that already been so. working on. I think the next, like you said, it's hard calling it next gen, but the consumer version later, I think that's what goes in stores. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like, this is just kind of like, like you said with the silicone one, that they just never announced that. Yeah, like this is, for, this is for people to start building on. So when they do release the consumer one, that's yeah. what and we're all it just typing it because it. it's a new Apple product because we're it's nerds. A category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's also interesting that like this could be a really interesting moment for Tim Cook because like he is like full blown like all sail ahead on AR, mm -hmm. and the fact that a lot of the employees that are even just like working on the project are like, I don't know about this, yeah. is like it's kind of like a make or break it moment. There's a really interesting quote I have in here from the Times article that just says. Uh, some internal skeptics have questioned if the new device is a solution in search of a problem, mm. unlike the iPod, which puts digital songs in people's pockets, and the iPhone, which combined the abilities of a music player and a phone, the headset hasn't been driven by the same clarity. Yeah. Just thought that was a, a really great quote that I don't think any of us see Apple mm. seeing a lot. Yeah. It also makes me, you said this is an iPhone accessory. I don't, I think it's going to be Dedicated. standalone. I think every Apple product in the world okay, okay. has to be tied to the iPhone. I can agree with you on that, but it's just like the clarity there at least is. I, I do agree with that. I don't think it's going to be like, you need an iPhone to do this. You can do it by yourself. I'm uh, sure you can do it by yourself. I just think like when there becomes competition, because you know when Apple comes out with a headset, boom, expect seven more headsets from Samsung. Everybody else is going to make headsets in the same price category, in go. the same okay. range. And it's like, now what differentiates the Apple one? 
if you have the developers and the apps, that's good. But if you have a couple of things, which is what Apple does, which is like, mm-hmm. uh, if you have an iPhone, it's connected to your account and like all these things work well with it. And suddenly you're taking a FaceTime call on it. Like all these things are going to be plugged in to that ecosystem for sure. Yeah. I just want, I'm just making the difference between like that and like how Unreal is like glasses as an accessory. Like it just shows what's on your phone. I think yeah. it'll do be able to do everything by itself. It's connected to your phone and has benefits of being connected to your phone, but it's still a standalone product where if way. you leave your phone in the bedroom, it'll still work in the living sure. room. Sure. I'll, I'll put it this way. It will be worse if you have an Android phone. Yeah. Guaranteed. Sure. It, or Yeah, or just won't work at all. It'll be worse. It has one yeah. big thing going for it, too, is that when the consumer one initially comes out, it will be sold in Apple stores. I think sure. people yeah. really underestimate how powerful that is. Yeah. But then you also have to do the thing that the HTC Vive did when it first came out in Microsoft stores, where you have to like wipe the lenses and clean mm-hmm. it before people do a demo. That and is schedule a big, a demo. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, I do agree that it's way, way, way easier to create an incredibly popular product if you are just taking existing standalone gadgets and mixing them into something more portable. But taking a category that people don't even really have a problem with yet and then just creating a solution for something that doesn't necessarily exist is definitely risky. I mean, maybe it's just like the best fidelity, highest accuracy tracking version of kind of something like glass or like or Magic yeah. Leap or something that we've kind of already seen. Yeah. Maybe. I am sad that Google Glass like had all those privacy issues and that was the whole reason it kind of shut down. Yeah, Glass had a camera on it. Yeah, that was the problem. Not great. And even yeah. the Snapchat spectacles had like the the ring that would go in a circle so people knew you were recording. But That's I feel right. like the category could have the category could have really moved forward if they had just not messed yeah. that part up. There for sure has got to be like an angle from Apple where they explain on stage why it doesn't have a camera and a microphone yeah. and they go into depth about privacy, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. It'll happen. I don't think it matters though. I feel like this is a, you're not walking around with these on. If yeah, it's AR, people are going to try it all kinds of places. I feel like it's like AR, like the MetaQuest Pro is like, it's like increasing your workspace that you're in, but it's probably going to be a big clunky set that you're not like walking around the street on. It probably needs internet connectivity and stuff like that. It's just something about having a camera and a mic that someone doesn't know if you're recording with it or not is just makes people uneasy in general. So that, that'll always like, if Apple puts a mic in it and doesn't tell you that's, 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 there's just no way they do that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to explain why there's a mic in it or they're going to shout out why they didn't put a mic in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's going to be the second one. I feel like I they will have a mic in it. It has to have a mic and a camera in it. I, don't I think, think it's so. just, I feel like... It'll have sensors and things for tracking, but I don't know if it will have a mic. I think it'll have a mic and a camera in it. it I think it has to, if you need to be in this, like, meta continu- world. Continuity kind of, camera, it's, baby. It's like AR and VR, right? I guess like if you need FaceTimes, you need... Yeah, if you need FaceTime, what if, it needs a microphone. There's no way it doesn't have a microphone. But what if the mics are just in your AirPods? Mm. Or your iPhone? You know? Like, what if it's designed probably have to work with AirPods? It'll become a robot. It'll, pr- it'll probably need a mic for voice calls or whatever basic stuff but yeah cameras freak people out so that was kind of doomed when glass had it i just want to say as someone who actually like and you can roast me for this but as someone who, who genuinely enjoyed the MetaQuest pro Ooh. yeah 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 <laughs> and bring, quick the- bring it on yeah um that thing gets your forehead so sweaty the idea of taking it outside is like laughable like forget the weight and the size and how silly you would look you'd be just walking down the street sweating buckets it'd, Dude, it'd be so funny yeah there's there's just a gigantic gap in the form factor like the, the difference between that and google glass which is just like, it's a pair of glasses with a prism and a screen. It's like, I walk and I check the weather up in the corner of my vision. Like somewhere in yeah, there is an be. opportunity. Of course, that's how the companies see it. But mm-hmm. like, you've yeah. got to be good. 
I think this is going to look way more like the Quest Pro than it's going to look like Google Glass. Way more goggles, full, giant, clunky, especially the developer version Unreal of Unreal Glasses. No, I don't think it's going to look... Like, it's going to be way clunkier than Unreal. Interesting. The developer model, I for sure. So. I mean, all the like kind of renders, which I know have been around for forever, but they're full-blown goggles. A lot of them are just VR headsets, yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. We'll see. I think we all remain healthily skeptical, and I am looking forward to WWDC, which we now have a date for, which is sick. Wait, what is it? June June 5th. 5th. Okay. June 5th. Which is 6th, no 5th. Also, by the time this episode comes out, it will be April Fool's Day tomorrow. So this is just your annual reminder not to take any headlines you see probably starting when this releases on the 31st probably don't take any headlines too seriously and double check if any images you see have six fingers or not (laughs) so i'll leave it uh we should do the trivia questions to finish up this episode and wrap i already wrote um your answers i already wrote both my answers Hmm. i'm not very confident with either which is why i'm just not even going to change him all right yeah. so quick update on the score marquez you have 10 andrew has eight david you have 11 so That's and right. david wrote the question right? <laughs> <laughs> first question <laughs> wow the word transformers was introduced by a team at google in 2017 that's where the t in ChatGPT comes from what was the name of that team by the way i only have a 50 percent chance of getting this right just say no I, have... I don't even know what to attempt to That's guess a pretty good for this. Percentage. Like, I'm so... Hmm. I'm going to guess I'm wrong. If I get it wrong, can you I... You lose a point. No. No. <laughs> if you get it wrong, Andrew gets a point. <laughs> okay. If I get it wrong, I want to guess what the other one is. You don't have to give me the point. I just want to guess. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Flip them and read. <laughs> Go brain. Let's go. I wrote the AI team. (laughs) (laughs) Marquez. Google X. Oh. Ah, Google hmm. X doesn't really exist anymore, right? Uh, That I don't know. But Google Uh, Brain was a Google X project that eventually got taken back up by Google. Yeah, I wouldn't call it X. I'll give you... Google I didn't X? know that Google Brain is Google X project. Uh, Ellis, he asked me what was the team. I think I'd be right. What was the question technically? Give the point. Give the point. That's correct. All right, I'll take it. Because the question was, what was the team? What was the the name of the team? And yeah. all of them were on Google AI, Brain. Right? Is a... Google Brain is the project, <laughs> and Google X is the team that made the project. Well, no, it's spun out. Google Brain is now a spun out thing. Well, yeah, after, but it was originally a Project X team. Project X. So is Google Brain a team name? Now it's a team name. Oh, interesting. Okay. What wow. other team names are over there? I don't know. A lot. Uh, I the other them? one I was thinking was DeepMind, but oh, I'm, yeah, I'm no, glad that different. I got it right. Yeah. Good mm. one. Nice. Okay. I mean, that's a, that makes perfect sense. Next question me. brought to you by Ellis. All right. So let's see if we can identify uh, this sound. Or maybe this sound. Or one of these. Or maybe one of these. Mm. Wait, it is a... And what product category a, is this? I wouldn't describe it as a product. It's it's in almost every product you use. I would tell you exactly what this component does, but I think that would give it away. I don't think it will. It's currently it's It uses induction to turn one voltage into another voltage. 
I mean, I'm, I'm just so gonna, wrong. I'm leaving whatever. The funny right thing now. is, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, Guys. and I'm pretty sure I'm wrong at naming the wrong thing. I think, actually, Andrew, that you're about to get it right. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> just based on what you I'm said, def- I think no, you're about I'm to nail it. What did you say? I said, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, and I'm also pretty sure the thing I'm wrong about is named wrong, incorrectly. Like, I have an idea of something, I'm naming that thing incorrectly, and that thing isn't even the answer to the real question. It's in almost every product. Currently. (laughs) Okay. Currently? That was cool. (laughs) You guys are really putting a lot of stress on this. Um, Is it in every single smartphone? It's in most high-end smartphones that I can think of. I'll give you a hint. It's it's not in a Pixel 5a. Jeez, that's, um, that's tough. I feel like we're getting uh, way too specific I know. now. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm definitely it's wrong. Like I just want an answer for the question. Yeah. I have no idea anymore. It's, not it's in all. a microwave. So, it's in every television set. It's in all of these cameras. I just it's want in you to every keep, single uh, power yeah. supply. Keep giving us hints until um, one of us gets it right. It, it's made of two okay. coils oh, wait, separated I'm, by a small bit of air. I know what it is. I've, Unless I don't. <laughs> I want to all I feel like we need to not. Yeah, I'm just going to show it, Thank you. Is that what it <laughs> I got was? It right. I feel like it's a transformer. It's the theme of today's. I know uh, this. Oh, I got it right. Way too Why many would... questions <laughs> asked on that so one. Five A uh, not have transformer. Uh, wireless charging is just a transformer. It's two coils separated by a little bit of air that can uses. I started thinking to send a voltage. When across. you said on top of a telephone pole, I was like, yeah. "Is it just transformer?" But it is. I feel like we went off the rails. Can you uh, just reestablish to the audience that I am um, the old You're, you didn't you're get correct the point, after though. he basically yeah. told you what You didn't it get was. the point because the timer was out. So. Okay. What? what? Sorry. 30 what? Give, give, give later. David the point. Give David no. the point. No. Uh, I'll argue that well, one. None of us get the point? I played the timer and all of no, you No, but I was it. writing it while you were doing <laughs> it. I'm going to protest the point. I protest that point. I'm submitting a formal request to the referees union to take back the points. I think David, you get the point, but I'm outvoted. What? Uh, unfortunately, he just told he told you at the end. Did yes, you write transformer you after the timer went up? No, when it was yes. going dum ba dum. All right, it was definitely. We'll over. check the tape. If okay. David wrote his answer before the oh, timer I, expired, uh, we'll give him the point. I think I was writing it while the timer thing was going. So we'll check the tape. We'll check the buzzer beater on that one. So that'll be how we finish the scores. It's the buzzer beater effect. Uh, other than that, that's a good place to end the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Check for the fingers. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace. <laughs> Check for my... Waveform was produced by Adam Alina and Ellis Rovin. We're partner of the Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro-outro was created by Vane Sill. So-